0: Hey, and welcome to Feed the Sheep podcast. Um, My name is Ross Steele, and if you haven't yet, I would suggest to listen to the first episode to understand what Feed the Sheep is all about and what my goals are and kind of where Feed the Sheep started. Um, As a four-year-old little boy um, and what I had aspired to be uh, through the kingdom of God and through his will, um, let it be done. So, as always, I'm just going to get started with a uh, prayer just to open our hearts and prepare us for what is to come. Father God, I thank you for uh, this day. I praise you and glorify you uh, in all that I do. I pray that whoever is listening to this, may you soften their hearts to hear uh, what needs to be heard. Uh, May you use me as a vessel to speak what needs to be spoken and let your word shine through and your love and uh, grace ultimately uh, change our hearts and refine us to become better and draw us nearer to you your name i pray amen all right so this episode we are going to go in strong i know last episode we talked a little bit about prayer And people may have thought, you know, maybe he will, you know, start off easy, which in my terms, I did with prayer. Um, The power of prayer is absolutely incredible. And uh, if you haven't heard it, please go listen to it. But this episode, we're just going to dive right in to uh, generational curses, uh, otherwise known as generational strongholds. Um, There are different terms for it, but they all mean the same and i just wanted to dive into it i know it's weird um and some people this may be too much for you uh you may just be like ah this this guy's nuts Uh, i don't really believe in that well it is far more true now than it has ever been and we see it in our daily lives and if you aren't uh recognize if you aren't recognizing it and if you aren't aware of what's going on and why things happen the way they do then um Basically, it's just going to be a battle that you not only you face, obviously, because you have, but also your children and then your children's children. And from there on out, it is just a roller coaster of disaster um, for your um, family tree and for your lineage and everything that's to come from it. So let's dive right in um i just want to talk about the biblical foundation and how the family that we have grown up in is more times than not the primary except for like rare instances of course the most powerful system that's going to shape and influence who we are and in in the 10 commandments god says uh, in exodus 20 verse 5 through 6 for i the lord your god am a jealous god punishing the children for the sin of the fathers to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. Um, and I just kind of say that to, to share like right there it states they can be, curses can be passed down to the third and fourth generations. Sexual sins affect up to the 10th generations. Uh, if you want to reflect on, um, Deuteronomy 23, 2, but at the same time, the blessing, uh, uh, to God, the blessing of obedience, uh, to God is passed down thousands of generations. That's in Deuteronomy 7:9 is a verse that you can reflect on uh, in that capacity. And I just want to talk about generational sin and its effects and how it comes to us in a, in a few different ways. So one of those is like we inherit our uh, propensities to, to sin through our genes, whether it's like you know personality, behavioral, or tendency. Um, in Hebrew seven verses 9 and 10 and so to speak through abraham even levi who received tithes paid tithes for he was still in the loins of his father when Melchizedek met him and that just goes to show the blessing you know um but we also you know we we can inherit the sin through our genes it's it's like we grow up looking around um and and As children, we look to our our earthly father. Now, if you grew up without a father, then you look to your mother um, or some father figure, whether it's a coach, uh, an uncle, a, a great friend, or whatever it is. And that just, I'm just sharing that to say, like, that's exactly who we have to look up to. And it's hard to look at that and as a young child be like, no, that's wrong we just like, oh, no, that's just what we're used to, right? Um, And when we do that, we are opening the cage of letting all these, uh, the demons uh, take over our lives and our hearts and and our thoughts. And uh, another way is just by example. And that's kind of what I was explaining there just briefly. It's we look to these people as an example. And so when we see the way that they go about their life and the way that they, um, they deal with sin the way that they accept sin in their lives or just try to put on a front that like sin isn't truly it's it's not a battle that we're dealing with but it is um and this is their thoughts that that they think they think that the their sin it's it's not what they're doing it's just who they are it's a part of them and they accept it and as who they are and it's part of their identity which is definitely the the worst of the worst that could definitely happen Um, and that's not what we're wanting to do so uh, through this also you have through the law of sowing and reaping the effects of sin multiply in the future you know the seeds of sin ripen to produce 30 60 or 100 fold that's in mark 4 Uh, and then also in 2nd samuel you have uh, when david sinned his child died and then in Galatians six, it's the law of sowing and reaping, and how it's designed to bring blessing. But through sin, it brings destruction. So you can, on the flip side of generational sin, there is generational blessing. So if you continue to bless tenfold, like it's going to, it's going to surpass any, any, uh, any, anything else, and it it goes a lot longer way. Whereas generational sin, it is maybe it may seem. You know shorter than general Blason, and and not as big of a deal at that point but that is just simply not true it is far greater it causes way more destruction than any blessing can bring so i go that to say is like i want you guys today as you go into this um to just take a moment pause this episode and just be in the moment with god be in a moment and just say lord i would like for you to reveal to me Exactly what is going on, so take that pause and then we'll come right back to it. All right, so the law, the lives of David and Abraham showed how generational patterns of sin were passed down. There was adultery, maybe a a heart not fully devoted to God, there was sexual sin, uh, family division, and even sibling rivalry for David, and a pattern of lying, Uh, you know, having a favorite child in quotations there because um, it's not necessarily true that it was a favorite but and then a sibling rivalry for abraham and that just goes to show that it can go there's so much sin that we battle with and and our and our families and even you know whether it's your father or your mother or or your grandparents on either side and it goes far back guys it's not just something your parents did i mean if, if the generation if the sin started with your parents then yeah but more times than not it's going to be this started generations ago and then each time it just it just adds on and adds on and adds on and the curses are stopped at the cross Uh, and that's that's in galatians 3 galatians 3 13 The, the curses are absolutely stopped at the cross so when you recognize what's going on and you can identify it then you have a far greater chance of of stopping this this stronghold this this generational curse against you and your family and your future family's lives and I just wanted to share a little bit about um, a personal story so something that I personally have always struggled with at a very young age was was sexual desire a sexual sin and i'm not sure where it started because even before i even got into pornography i always had these sexual desires and and it wasn't until two years ago when i realized oh my gosh this is a generational stronghold that has never been dealt with from my father from my granddad from from his dad from his dad's dad and and going on uh you know years back and i recognized it and to, to deal with it personally, I don't think that you have to confront them per se, but you just take it to the cross because the, cur- the curse stops there. It, you take it to the cross and it is dealt with. You give it up to the Lord and you re- you say, Lord, I do not want this over my life. I rebuke this sin. I rebuke this from my life. I do not want this in my children's lives. I do not want this in my marriage. I do not want this, this, this or that. And just take it to him. And it's all in prayer. But there's a couple ways to identify a generational stronghold. Um, One is the pressures within you that are being held at abeyance and are not truly gone. Another is uh, the issues which come back regularly. So this could be deceit or um, lying. I mean, generational sin isn't just about sexual sin. It is all sin. So if you have been deceitful in the past, and you also recognize, you know, maybe your parents or grandparents have been as well. That that's probably a generational sin that you need to take on, or else you're going to have kids one day, and they're going to be terribly deceitful, and you are going to be miserable. Um, but any habitual or stubborn sin pattern, you have habitual weaknesses. So whether it's mental, emotional, spiritual, or physical, uh, anything within that is a contrary to peace, faith, hope, and love. So basically anything that is opposite of what the Lord is in your life, what the Lord brings. Um, You also have anything within that lines up with an activity of Satan. So anything that is of the devil, uh, that that is definitely could be part of a generational generational sin, generational stronghold. And I don't want you guys to think like, oh, these are the only like, there's seven things here. I don't want you to think. Oh, I don't have I have this but not these three so I don't think it's a generational stronghold no that's not true if any one of these um, comes up in regards to your sin I would take the time and, and truly look at it and and try to just ask God to show you you know is this a generational sin whether it's a generational sin or not sin is sin and you don't want that in your life And you don't want to be the start of a generational sin for your kids or your kids kids or anything else beyond that so lastly is addictions or out of control areas so that could be alcohol that could be drugs that could be um, sex that could be uh, you know addiction to um, events that are that help easily distract you from from real life i mean there's many different ways of addictions and stuff like that so there's a couple things there for you and I want to get into trying to deal with generational stronghold uh, generational curses I know the word uh, generational curse is kind of worrisome or or kind of scary and you're like wait I'm not I don't know about all this well the spiritual realm is very real and it is alive there are demons there are angels there are far many more angels than there are demons but here's the great thing. The Lord is not bound by time. The Lord is not bound by time. Um, but but Satan is, you know. Uh, Satan, he, he was cast from heaven and he tried to take the throne and the Lord said, peace out, bro. I'm not gonna deal with this, you're, you're cast out. And he took a third of the angels with him uh, on the fall, um, Satan did, and those are his demons, you know. So you have Satan and then a third of all angels. Uh, that are on kind of Team Looney Tune. What is that? Um, that is the MJ remake of uh, it was Space Jam and then Space Jam 2. So if you want to look at it that way, uh, you have all the monsters, and you could say that is you know the the demons, and then you have uh, the good folks. Whether it was MJ and his squad or LeBron and his squad, um, definitely think MJ did it best, but. That's regardless. Uh, anyways, uh, so you can look at it that way. And um, you can just say, you know, look at it in the perspective of all those demons and Satan are bound by time. They cannot be anywhere at any moment, they cannot be everywhere at every moment. But the Lord can. So they are bound and restricted. They can only deal with so many people. Um, but continuingly to be in your walk and in the word and in prayer uh, basically is just gonna boot them out every single time even if anybody gets close but we want to deal with these generational strongholds because if we continue to just live with them and accept them then we are setting ourselves up for failure and especially our kids which nobody wants to do that so a way to deal with these is begin prayer by thanking and just praising God for all that has come to us through our forefathers, um, and pray that even the good be filtered through the cross. So even even the good be filtered through the cross. So obviously you want um, to filter any bad through the cross, but even the good filter it through the cross because we want it to be the most holy and, and uprighteous uh, and the most righteous and upstanding thing that we are allowing into our lives. The second way is, Uh, Whatever patterns have been identified, ask Jesus to destroy and transform on his cross. It is through unforgiven sin and consequent descending patterns that Satan perpetuates his destructions on families. I'm going to read that again. And and I did write some of this stuff down because I wanted to get it all in here. Um, It is through unforgiven sin and consequent descending patterns that Satan perpetuates his destructions on families. Name each pattern, describing it, and calling specifically for our Lord our Lord to destroy it And the that, that unforgiven sin is huge because a lot of people um, don't deal with the, the unforgiveness factor if it, it's just a it's just a calling ground for, for sin to, to root out of and so deal with that. Uh, sometimes it may be appropriate to rebuke the powers of darkness and command them to leave. Here's the thing guys, the Lord through him, has given us authority to call for that He has given us granted us authority to be um, just as he gave his disciples the ability and the authority to cast out demons well he gives us the same authority and there is you are not too small or too weak to be able to do that because it's not through you I mean the Lord is working through you the Spirit is working through you but you are not the one doing it it is the Lord so use that authority Take root in that authority and say, listen up, devil. We're not dealing with this today. No more. No more. And I rebuke you. I rebuke every sin. I repent from my sins, Father. And and I pray that you give me the strength to stand firm in this uh, against the devil right now in this moment. And then lastly, we have just ask God to send his angels uh, to encamp about every member of the family. You look at that in Psalm 34, 7. Or in Psalm 91, to protect each one of them and to bring each one of them out of darkness into light. That's in Hebrew 2. Hebrew 2.14, bring each one of them out of darkness into light. Call for the Lord to send forth his warrior angels to do battle for the family. You can't be everywhere at once, but like I said, the Lord can. So you got to pray for each individual that you are trying to pray over and you are trying to anoint through the Lord. And may the Spirit rest upon them in this moment. Finally, obviously, I love finishing with prayer, um, and I just wanted to give you guys uh, a few prayers that may be helpful, and some principles to keep in mind. Uh, you know, the prayers for secession, of generational sin—they're um, normally one-time prayers. However, as bits and pieces of history come up, then I would just like you to—they to, newly revealed just specific prayers about those revelations. They're not redundant. You just—it's a new thing. Um, But here's one, it's, I confess and I repent of the sin of my ancestors, my parents, and my own sin of this person and of my anger and resentment against you, God, for allowing this to happen in my life. The second prayer, I forgive and release my ancestors for passing on to me this sin and for the resulting curses of be specific in this sin right here that's the spot you're going to fill in a specific sin uh, i ask you to forgive me and i receive your forgiveness i forgive myself for participating in this sin and a third prayer here is i place the cross of christ between my ancestors and myself as a baby in my mother's womb i command the sin of said sin and all accompanying curses to be halted at the cross of jesus christ and for freedom and release to flow down from the cross of christ to that baby in the womb and that's just those are just three prayers but i really want you guys to take root in this listen to this again maybe if you need to take notes if you have questions you can always directly reach out to me uh there is far more where this comes from and i know i said it i said it earlier and it's kind of crazy but i truly do love spiritual warfare um and I know it's very weird, but I think it's because a couple years ago when I finally found out my generational curses and my generational sins, then, um, I would deal with, um, the sin and it was so freeing. I was so free and so alive. I mean, so much weight was lifted off of me, y'all that it, it, I can't even put it into words, but you gotta have to experience it yourself. So before we get out of here, I just want to pray over you guys and pray for the, the hand of God and the anointing of the Spirit be with you. Father God, I just pray. I pray for um, these these people who are who are listening today who are struggling and maybe have opened you have opened their eyes to some generational curses that have been in their lives that have rooted and 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 started to grow father i just pray that they are able to take it to you to lay it down at the cross and that they are given the strength through you to rebuke satan and his curses and his demons from their lives i pray that Um, as they they branch out into these prayers that I had given just as an example, Father, but they may make it their own and to, to coordinate it to exactly your will, Father, and whatever you have for their lives, Father, may they rest it upon you, and may they understand that your will is greater than their own. In your name we pray. Amen.